You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Last Friday, my wife and I had the privilege of uh, teaching in our marriage prep seminar. Every year, for people who are planning to get married, we are offering this uh, because a, a lot of people are preparing for the wedding but not preparing for the marriage. And so we would in- encourage our single people planning to get married to prepare for the, ma- for the marriage because the wedding would only last for a few hours, but the marriage would last a lifetime. And so uh, we had 15 couples uh, who went through the marriage prep, and it's really exciting to hear their stories, and they're excited to get married. But last week, I read this news article about marriage in the Philippines. And according to this article, they, they gave us statistics that shows fewer Filipinos getting married. From 2005 to 2015, uh, the number d- decreased by 20%. Uh, more, more Filipinos are hesitant to actually uh, commit and uh, be in uh, a relationship like this, marriage. Now, there can be a lot of reasons, but I believe one of the reasons is because of wrong perspective or understanding about marriage. Again, there's so many ideas about marriage uh, already. May mga iba sinasabi nila, what's the difference? Okay, we're live-in naman kami, uh, cohabitating, and yes, you're married, but the only difference is it's a piece of paper. And so they're saying, we're married in our hearts. I don't need a paper to express my love for my partner. And so there's a lot of things like that. Uh, but uh, amazingly, some people use that explanation when it comes to marriage, but they don't use that in other areas of life. Like when they order food in the in fast food or restaurant, diba? Tapos pag may humingi sa counter, sa behind the counter, yung girl humihingi na ng bayad, Sir, 100 po yung in-order niyong Jollibee. Hindi sinasabing, ha? It's just a paper. Just give me my burger. <laughs> So we don't use that argument in other areas. So I'm not going to stay there for long. Marriage, we experience decrease. And one of the reasons because of this wrong understanding and perspective about marriage. Uh, here's one example. Okay, I, I saw this from Chris Rock, a comedian. Okay, at the perspective of marriage. Sabi niya, you could be married and bored or single and lonely. Ain't no happiness nowhere. <laughs> So parang sa kanya, there are only two options. There's no other choice really. You, are either, you, you either marry someone and be tied with that person for the rest of your life, which is boring, or you be single and you be lonely. But, pero tama ba talaga yun? Are, are these really the options that we have? And is this really the reality of marriage? So uh, no wonder uh, some people are questioning the relevancy of marriage. Is, is it still relevant? Or is it still valid today? With all the, the, the modernization and the evolution, you know, the changes that happened, uh, is marriage still valid? And so that's what we're going to look at tonight. If you have your Bible, we're going to read from Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22 to 27, then we'll jump to verse 31 to 33. It says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. 
For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now, this was Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, and he's writing to believers. Now, just like uh, all the other letters of Paul, he would start with the doctrine. He would talk about uh, what Christ has done for us. Uh, like in this letter, from chapter 1, 2, and 3, he talked about the richness the, of our relationship with Christ. What Christ has done for us, and uh, what God has for us. We are rich in Christ. He talked about that, the first three chapters. Then chapter 4, 5, and 6, he talked about the implication of our relationship with Christ. In light of what we have in Christ, in light of what Christ has done for us, this is how we are supposed to live. And so he will talk about from doctrine, he will talk about our duties or responsibilities. And part of that letter, he talked about the responsibilities of husbands and wives. He talked about marriage and family. And that's what we're going to uh, look at tonight. Now, uh, there's really a lot of things to talk about from uh, this passage of Scripture that we read. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to highlight two and then go through this text. First one uh, is that marriage is a covenant. Okay, As we talk about marriage, marriage is a covenant. You know, there's a woman who, in the U.S., who ended her 22-year marriage over husband's support for Trump. Last election, parang grabe naman to, 22 years of marriage ended just like that because of one election. You know, some people find this ridiculous. Parang grabe naman to, sobrang petty ng pinag-awayan. But you know, if you think about it, uh, and if you really... Uh, hear enough stories of married people who started promising eternity to each other, but now they just talk through their attorneys. If you listen to stories of these couples who started strong, then the marriage deteriorated, you would realize that it really started with small things. Maliliit lang. Sinong hindi nagsoli ng takip ng toothpaste? Maliliit lang, pero naipon, nagpile up, walang closure, until... It started creating wounds and hurts, suspicions and lies and accusations. It piled up until it becomes complicated. That's why in the, in the Song of Songs, it says, it's the little foxes that ruins the vineyard. It's the little things uh, that ruins the vineyard. That's why I remembered the advice given to Pastor Joey and Marie, uh, one of our pastors in our, in our movement. When they were newly married, somebody gave them this advice. He said, marriage is like a house with no fire exits. You better put the fires out before they get too big. 
mga maliliit na mga fights and arguments and conflicts, man, uh, address that, have closure before it becomes big. You know why? Because marriage is a covenant. Uh, the idea is when you enter, walking away is not an option. We're going to stick to it and we're going to, uh, to hold on to this covenant. You know, in Genesis, uh, Genesis is the book of beginnings. In Genesis, even before there was a church, there was marriage. The first thing that God instituted was not church, but marriage. Now, the book, the Bible in Genesis started with a wedding, Adam and Eve in the garden, and the Bible ended in Revelation with a wedding between Christ, the groom, and church, the bride. So there's this, the Bible is full of analogy about marriage, and marriage is a covenant. It's God's idea, and God's idea, and God's original design for marriage is permanence. Everyone say permanence. That's God's idea. It's supposed to last a lifetime. It's permanent. Uh, that's why in verse 31, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. It says it's a mystery. Two different people from two different backgrounds coming together and from two becoming one. And as they go through marriage together, and go through testings and crises and challenges and fights and mistakes and sins and shortcomings. As they go through together, they grow and they become one. That's a mystery uh, of marriage, the Bible says. That's why during the wedding, there's this wedding vows. And the wedding vow is not talking about their present love. It's a promise of future love. That's why they say, for better or worse, in sickness and health, till, uh, for richer or poorer, till death do us part. You know why? Because marriage is a covenant. It's a vow. Uh, that's why it says uh, to be united or to cleave together. It's to be glued together. And I think that's very important, especially now where relationships are, sh- are very temporal. There's nothing more common today than short-lived relationships. And so it's very important that we see. In fact, you know, the marriage is the deepest covenantal relationship that any human being can ever experience in this life. More than friendship, more than being part of a family as a sibling, but it's marriage. That's where two become one. Marriage is, is special. There's something about marriage that brings security. You know, when, when it's not, when it's cohabitation, when it's live-in, it's, it's like marketing yourself. Kailangan, I have to continually market myself kasi pag hindi na, then we can easily walk away. But you know, in marriage, the good thing about marriage is that the moment you step in, in that marriage, you can be free to be you. I'm not trying to impress you. We both need each other so we can grow together. Marriage. And of course, I remember in the New Testament, there were uh, religious leaders who were trying to challenge uh, this idea of marriage. And, and God said, did you not give, a let, uh, did, did Moses not give a paper of, or letter of divorce to people? You said marriage is permanent. 
But he said, because your, your hearts are hard. <laughs> and of, and the, the idea of marriage is permanence, but we know that there, there are specific reasons for that marriage to not stay anymore. And, and we can see that in the Bible. But the, I, we have to see marriage for its original design, which is permanent. I guess what I'm trying to say is, we have a pastor in Victory QC, right now Pastor Raymond, whose parents were divorced for 20 years. But you know, one by one they became Christian, they started praying. And then after 20 years, they got remarried. So of course it's not perfect because we're living in a world where you know we have we have our sinful issues but the idea of God is for the marriage to be permanent. And if the if if some relationships fail, we cannot say na so nagfail na paano na to. And maybe for some of you here, I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking if some of you here maybe you're thinking paano niyan? I have made bad decisions in the past. Can I still have a fresh start? And the answer is a resounding yes. Because if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And whether that marriage failed, it doesn't change the fact that God's design for marriage is permanence. It's a covenant. Next one is marriage is a picture of God's love for us. Marriage is a picture of God's love for us. I, I like this quote from Kathy Keller. He said, In a Christian marriage, each person gets to play the Jesus role. Together, a husband and a wife, living out their roles of headship and submission, can display the gospel in a powerful way. We read earlier that husbands love your wives as, love, as Christ loved the church. Wives, submit to your husband. So, and I like that because marriage... It's not just about you and your spouse. It's not just about what I want or what you want. No, we have to ask what God wants because marriage is not just about us. There is a purpose for the marriage. There is a mission for marriage. The purpose of the marriage is not just for us to stay together as long as we can, send the kids to school, prepare for retirement, be partners in paying the bills. No, there is a higher purpose for marriage. There is a message for marriage. And that is to uh, demonstrate the gospel to people. You know, our marriage is sending a message. The only question is what message is our marriage communicating to the world? Because as we can see in the Bible, our marriage is supposed to be a display of the love of God for us. A demonstration of the gospel. That's why I like that, that we get to play the Jesus role. Jesus as the head of the church, the leader, and Jesus as the one who submits. So I want to take this moment specifically to talk to the husbands and the wives because it says, uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. I, norm- I don't normally watch TV, but th- this week, I happened to uh, watch this interview of a local celebrity in our here in the Philippines who had a, who break up with her boyfriend just recently. <laughs> okay, and uh, she was asked by a reporter, and she was asked, 
Ano yung natutunan mong lesson sa breakup nyo? Okay, mga kilala nyo na, no? What can you advise to your to other people? And here's what she said. Sabi niya, siguro kapag nagmahal ka, kailangan magtira ka para sa sarili mo. Hugot! In English, perhaps when you love, you have to live something for yourself. Hindi, <laughs> binasa ko lang sa news article. And I think I know where she's coming from. But that sounds good, but it's not biblical. And I think she's processing what happened, her pain, and, and drawing out conclusion from that. But here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives. Everyone say all out. Exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Sabi ng Bible, no, wag ka mag-hold back. Don't reserve some for yourself. You go all out. That's a, a wrong way to start a relationship. It's a wrong way to enter a relationship and say, baka hindi mag-work to, so I'll hold back the 30%. Okay, oh good. You know, the Bible says, when you enter a relationship, have this mentality. I'm all in. All out. I will do whatever it takes for this relationship to work. And I, I'm sure, married people, you still remember the time when you were courting. Courtship stage. You're all out. Yung mga guys, kahit walang budget, all out. May pang date. <laughs> San tayo? <laughs> Nanghiram lang naman sa barkada, di ba? Gagawa ko ng paraan to, all out. Time, schedule, all out. Kahit pagod ako, asan ka? Mindoro, puntahan kita. All out. Oh, lahat. Schedule, pera. Oh, galit sa akin yung family mo? Okay lang. All out ako dyan. I'll please your mom. Naks. Ang bait eh. Mano po? All out. No wonder you end up getting married. Now, the Bible says, the exhortation is, continue that attitude now that you're married. Be all out. You know why? Because that's how Jesus is to us. Jesus also was all out to us. That's why we're here. That's why we're enjoying our relationship with God. Because that's the kind of love that Jesus demonstrated to us. He did not hold back anything. He gave everything just for you and me to be here. And the Bible says, with the same love that you receive from Jesus... Let that be the same love that you give to your spouse. You know, in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. God did not withhold His best. He gave Jesus to us. That's the gospel. That's why our marriage should demonstrate the gospel. I can love my wife all out, because Jesus loved me with His all. Ephesians chapter 5 verse, uh, no, John chapter 3 verse 16. Next one for the wives, is it says it's respect. Respect your husband. And I'm not using this as an excuse for husbands, including me, but when husbands don't get the respect at home, they will look for it somewhere else. The Bible says, respect your husbands. I like the translation. 
uh, of the message in uh, of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. It says, Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. That's what it means to respect, to understand, and to support. You know, the, the first one that God created in the garden, in Genesis, was Adam. And that's not a statement that Adam was better than Eve. God was not making a statement that men are better than women. And that's what the culture is doing today. Trying to make a, a, a competition between men and women. Sino mas magaling? Okay? It's, a, it's a big issue right now. Gender equality. Fighting for the right. But it doesn't have to be like that. You know, the only reason why Adam was first is because he's first. <laughs> But not because he's better. It's like falling in line. Diba pag nakapila po tayo, may mga tao sa unahan natin, yung mga nasa unahan, it doesn't mean they are better than us. It just so happened that they are first. So in the same way. But being first, there are certain responsibilities given to Adam where he is expected to be the leader because he's first. And the, one of the primary areas is in the area of spiritual leadership. Men are tasked to be the first one to pursue God. But in our culture, you know, maraming mga lies eh. You know, to, to take that away, that responsibility away from us. Yung mga lalaki, nahihiyang magpakita ng spirituality. So sabihin na sa mga wife nila, pag-pray mo na lang ako. Isimba mo na lang ako, kasama ng mga anak natin. Naks! May image eh. eh. Kasi sa kultura, dapat pag lalaki ka, hindi ka malambot, hindi ka spiritual. But, but you know what? That's a lie. One of the, the primary areas where we ought to exercise leadership is spiritual leadership. We should be the first showing our kids and our wife how to pray to God, how to read the Bible, how to live by faith, and, and uh, all of that. Okay? Man should be the first to pursue. So, I guess I want to say that because when you, when you say submit to my husband, parang mas better ba siya, mas superior ba siya? No, we are different from each other, not because one is better than the other. We're different from each other so that together we can be better. We, we complement each other. That's why when God created Eve, God said, Eve, you will be a helper suitable to Adam. And the word helper is not really that exciting today for women to hear. Para ako helper sa bahay. Di masyado, no? But you know what that meant? Is that the man won't be able to per- fulfill his purpose without the help of the woman. The role of the woman is very important because without the woman, the purpose won't be fulfilled. So we are different from each other not because one is better than the other. We're different from each other because to ge- so that together we can be better. And so the exhortation is, wives, Submit to your husband. And it's not blindly following your husband. But the context is, as believers, after you prayed, talked, debated, after that, all that process, wives, trust your husband. Submit. I like my, the favorite line of my wife to me. After na mag-pray, mag-dialogo, mag-usap, sasabihin niya, pag-pray pa natin ilang araw. Then after noon, Okay, we have to make a decision. After niya explain sa akin, sabi ko, no. Okay, ito ang decision natin. Sasabihin niya, okay, I trust the Holy Spirit in you. 
Parang okay. <laughs> Nakakatakot yun ah. Nagtatrust ako that God speaks to you. That you're hearing from God. And I'm trusting that as I tr- obey God to submit to my husband, God will honor my obedience. Somehow, kung malika, God will work it to grow us together. God will use that to mature us together. And what I learned in marriage is that it's important not to be too focused on the destination, but to also appreciate the journey. Parang destination lang, magkabahay tayo, magkaganito tayo, dapat by 10 years, ganito na tayo. No, don't just be too focused on that or you'll be frustrated when sometimes God allows some detours and mistakes and shortcomings and failures in your marriage because God wants to use that so that the two will become one. And so, wives, submit to your husband. And Jesus modeled that to us in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus, before he was crucified, knowing the torture that he will go through in order to pay for our sins so that he can reconcile us back to God. It, he was in agony, wrestling with that. 100% God, 100% man, and he was wrestling, but he said, not my will, but your will be done. Trusting that God is sovereign and God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. And I think that's where faith comes in. That's where we exercise our faith in God. That Lord, you are the author of marriage. And as we obey you, as we fight for this marriage, it's you who will do the miracle in our marriage. You know, I want to end um, here. Um, when, I, when I was younger, I had this wrong mindset about relationship. I used to believe that there is only one person right for me. Yung talagang isang tao lang match for me. Ang tawag namin dati, God's perfect choice, GPC. Nah. Sino GPC mo? There is only one person right for you, so I believe that. Kaya kami, talaga pray tayo, ha? pray tayo. Dapat yung tama talaga. You know, the only problem with that thinking, I realize, is that paano kung may magkamali? Paano kung si Shell hindi nagpray that day? <laughs> Nagkamali ng decision. So, hindi niya napangasawa yung GPC niya. Iba. Nagkamali. So, dahil nagkamali siya, yung supposed to be mapapangasawa ng guy, mali na rin. At dapat mapapangasawa ni Shell, mali na rin. So, domino effect na. So, dahil sa pagkakamali ng isang tao, na mess up niya ang love life ng maraming tao. At dahil nag-asawa sila, nagkaanak, pati yung mga bata na hindi naman dapat mapanganak. At anak niya hindi dapat mapanganak at nagka-love life, lalo na by generations na. Just because of one person who made the wrong decision. So medyo mali talaga yung there is just one person right for you. The person you marry is the person right for you. So, but you know, the point I really want to make is this. That's wrong thinking. But although that thinking is wrong, it is true that you need to find the one who will complete you. 
And the one who will complete you, okay, is not another person. But it's, your one is Jesus. He is the one who will complete you. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, it said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That one can never be another person. That one is Jesus. Because only Jesus can satisfy the desire of our hearts. Only Jesus can give us fulfillment. If we try to get that from another person, that person will fail. That person will, will have shortcomings, will have sin, and you will be frustrated. There is no person that can satisfy our heart. There is no person that can meet the need in our hearts that only Jesus can meet. If you try to put that burden on someone else, that will be too heavy to carry. And it's not going to work. The only way for you to continually love someone is for you to be filled with love. And you will only be filled with love if your source is not another person but Jesus. And if you're filled with the love of Jesus, then you can continually love your spouse. You can continually love the other people around you. Because you know sometimes your spouse cannot reciprocate the love that you're giving. Paano ko nagkasakit siya? Hindi na siya makareciprocate. Paano ko nag-aaway kayo? Hindi love yung nafe-feel mo galit. How can you continually love your spouse? You can only do that if you have another source of love. And the only way for you to have another source of love without committing marital unfaithfulness is to have a relationship with Jesus because God is love. And if you're filled with love, you can love other people as well. Amen? And let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I pray that it's you who will use your word to do your work in our hearts, in our lives, in our marriages, in our families. Lord, only you know our situation. Only you know what we're going through. Only you know, Lord, what decisions we've made in the past, Lord. What are our hopes? So, Lord God, I pray that you will work, Lord, and and speak to us in a personal way. Father, we thank you that we are here for a reason. We heard this word because you want to plant hope in our hearts. You want to put faith in our hearts, Lord, to believe that a relationship that is fulfilling is still possible. Regardless of our past and regardless of what's what's going on right now, no matter how complicated it is, Lord God, there is hope in Christ. So Lord God, I pray, have your way. Give us faith to obey your word. Give us faith, Lord. I pray for the husbands here, Lord, that they will love their wives as Christ loved the church. That they will be all out. They will be all in. They will not uh, withhold anything from their spouse. Lord, I pray that they will provide loving leadership. That they will take the lead, Lord God, first of all in pursuing you. And take the lead in pursuing their wife. Lord God, I pray, Jesus, that you will remind us of our calling. You've called us to lead. I pray for the wives, Lord, that they would learn to submit to their husbands. That they would learn to trust you as sovereign, as Lord Lord, I pray, God, that they would learn to understand and support their husband better. That they will not be critical. They will not, uh, Lord God, 
they will be the number one fan and cheerleader. Lord God, I pray. I know that in some relationships, it's complicated. But you are great. You are master in making complicated things simple. Lord God, I pray that you will bring healing. I pray that you will bring restoration. I pray, God, that you will save every marriage, strengthen every marriage. Lord God, rebuild every marriage represented in this room tonight. Lord, I pray for every single person in in this room. I pray, Lord God, that they will not be pressured. They will not give they will not compromise, but they would learn to seek you first. They would learn to love you with all their heart. I pray, Lord God, they would learn to trust your will, your way, your timing. I pray that they would see the blessing, Lord God, and the purpose of the season that they're in. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that they will not try to look, uh, Lord God, in from other people what only you can, can give to them. Lord God, I pray, Lord, they would not try to get that fulfillment from other people. They will get that from you. Because only when they are complete, that they can actually be the right person to someone else, to their future partner. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.